I think when I was younger, I was always told that like it was either you're brainy or you're creative. And like, I knew I had brains, so I kind of just stuck with that. And like, I would do creative things on the side, but like my parents would never encourage it. They would like, they would say, Ooh, this is nice, Esther. But then they'd ask me about like schoolwork that I was doing, or like they'd ask me about some, yeah. Hi, I'm Esther Greenman. I'm 23 years old. I live in New York and I'm a research assistant technician in a neuroscience lab at Columbia University. Everyone wants to be fully known and fully loved by someone, and some spend their whole lives searching for that person and never find them. Yet, there are a few who stumble on a valuable truth hidden in plain sight. The only human that can fully know and fully love you is you. And self-discovery is the only route to the destination we call known. Welcome to the Known Podcast, where we listen to the stories of those who decide to take that journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I've got Esther Greenman here with me today, but her icon says Katie Conway today. So I'm not sure if she has an alter ego or what's going on. But hi, Katie. Welcome. Hey, Nia. What's up? up? So let's get started. Esther, tell me, what's your story? Okay. Um, Well, my story starts with my ancestors, but, you know, after my ancestors died, (laughs) then I came into being. Um, I was born in a pretty privileged household in New York City. Um, Went through schooling, middle school, high school. I kind of already had a plan that I was on. Like I knew that I wanted to do something that challenged and intrigued me and that just happened to be science at the time. Um, And so yeah, I went through high school, went into college. I I got a degree in biochemistry and the plan was to go to medical school after. We are not in medical school right now. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so after college, I got a teaching gig. So I started teaching high school chemistry um, for a year. And then I landed in a neuroscience lab at Columbia University. And I just do research there now. And a ton of other side things. Yeah. Yeah. One of the coolest people I know, like <laughs> legitimately, <laughs> seriously, Esther has like three or four Instagram accounts and I follow all of them because they're all so cool and just make me want to be cool too. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your side things. What are, what are the things you do in your spare time? There's so, okay. There's so many things, but in the gist of them, I just create things with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that kind of covers most of it. I create things with my hands. So I create food, drinks, mainly plant-based gourmet food. Um, Mm -hmm. Create big on the, on the gourmet, like big on the gourmet for for sure. Gourmet. Um, I handcraft um, drinks. So I'm not like the person that just like throws liquor and uh, juice in a cup. Mm Kind of definitely put effort into it and into like blending flavors and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Um, I make candles now as a business. I run an e-commerce self-care 
business. Um, and it's fire. Make sure you check I, it out. You have great taste, yes. obviously. <laughs> right, right. Thank you for the plug because I was definitely going to forget. Um, but <laughs> I make like self-care. I make self-care things for myself that also aren't just on the site. I just kind of do that on my own now. I paint to keep saying yeah I think that's it actually that might be it in this moment (laughs) quite a few things there's quite a few things so um you are a chemist and you do a whole bunch of different um, side things creating so you're both artistic and scientific Mm. tell me about that intersection how did you discover that man I discovered that after college I think when I was younger I was always told that like it was either your brainy or your creative and like I knew I had brains so I kind of just stuck with that and like I would do creative things on the side but like my parents would never encourage it they would like they would say oh this is nice Esther but then they'd ask me about like schoolwork that I was doing or like they'd ask me about some yeah um this pandemic kind of gave me a lot of time to like try different things and like reintroduce myself into my own creativity, I guess. So. Mm. So of course that's an element of self-discovery. What does your self-discovery journey look like? It looks like me waking up every day and intentionally making decisions that cater to my future self, who I am in this like present moment and also like my childhood Esther, like baby Esther. You know, it extends to like every aspect of my life. So like each decision that I make, it's either I'm catering to who I know that I want to be in the future or I'm catering to like present me. So let's say I'm having PMS systems. I'm not going to be super intense on anything that is for my future self because in this moment, Esther's dying. So like Esther's going to take care of her right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, I guess for the childhood me, I try to be very playful in like pretty much all of my endeavors or like anything I do, like even in the lab, which isn't really a playful environment, but I make it playful. Has that always been your practice? Um, the playful side for sure, but like me catering to the present me, no. Like I didn't always cater to me in the moment. I would always like focus on like, oh, I know I want to do this in the future, so I got to do this. Or I know I want to do this in the future, so I know I got to do this in this moment. It was never a, okay, but Esther, how do you feel right now? Like, how is, what's going on? Are you mentally okay? Are you physically okay? (laughs) Yeah. What's the thing about it? Yeah, when when did that start for you? Like, right after I graduated college. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. Right after. common thing, that that year after college hits you real, real hard. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, as you're learning about future Esther and current Esther and childhood Esther and as you're trying to take care of all of them what is the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in any of those states um since you've been on your journey um just what my mind is capable of honestly like I I think I've only always like in school and stuff I always use my mind in a super logical and like by the books kind of way and I kind of had time to like try different things and see the capabilities that I have or that I didn't know I had that I actually do have um so yeah just what my mind is capable of I didn't know (laughs) honestly 
how has that impacted your career choices? So you said you didn't go to medical school, you're in a lab. Mm -hmm. How has your self-discovery journey and your career intersected? Huh. Um, I'm not even certain that I've picked a career choice yet, Mia, to be very honest yeah. with you. Um, That's real. But in terms of like knowing what I want to do, I know there, there are a couple of things that I like know that I want to do, but they aren't necessarily like career choices. Like, Ooh, I have to do this. It's mm -hmm. just things that I thought of that I think I'd be good at or, you know, yeah. um, but in terms of that, I would say that it has, I'm a lot more intentional with what I'm doing. Like, I think I was like prior to graduating college, I was on this like plan that I didn't necessarily completely make for myself. <laughs> so I kind of had to sit back and think, okay, I'm on this plan. Do I need to be on this plan? Is this like the only way to get to this goal? Like, is this the only way to get what I want to get done, done? Um, so it's definitely changed how I look at my planning. It's definitely more intentional. Like the things I do in my day-to-day -day are more intentional to just who I see myself as, not like this one career that I desire to be at or this one thing that I want to yeah. do or it's just catering to like what I know that I'm good at and what I know that will help me grow as like a person and like as a fully formed being I guess I think I'm passionate about so many things and I've also learned in the past year kind of where I'm gearing towards but it is just an interconnectedness of like various things like I believe in like holistic well-being as like a theme for everyone that just we should all be focused on but um yeah anything I do I know it'll have to be a holistic view of like a human or well-being of someone mm -hmm. I realized also in my endeavors after college that like I didn't need to go to medical school to make money like I I can make money like I have ideas that can make money like so what was it called is more something that I don't necessarily, I don't believe in selling help either. So with what I do plan on doing it, that part of it wouldn't be what I make money for, for sure. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. it. I love it. How would you describe this phase of your life? What's one word you'd use? Transformative. Mainly because I, a lot of the ideas that I had have really changed like my view of like time and like my view of like working <laughs> um that has just changed so drastically in Tell me more. a very short period of time um I think time is fake and I think I think when you're in like the normal schooling schedule like time is just like ooh, this year I'm in seventh grade and I have to finish seventh grade and this year I'm in eighth grade and I have to finish eighth grade but it's like once you're done with that level of like schooling life really just doesn't work like that <laughs> like yeah it just doesn't work like that you don't need to be on a specific schedule with like your goals or like a rigid schedule that someone else created like the idea that oh like my thought process initially was that I was going to graduate college and go immediately into medical school and not be done in four years and like that timeline is fake for me for me personally it just didn't work mm -hmm. just doesn't work um 
another ideology. I think I, what did I say? Time and my view on working. I just don't think I will be, I'm not a good, I'm a great worker. Let me not say that. But like working is not something I dream of or like meaningless work isn't something I dream of. Like things that don't matter. It's been challenging. It's been hard. Yeah. Just like accepting it also. Like accepting that like I don't need to be on this like time schedule and accepting that like I spoke to my mom the other day. She's a nurse, registered nurse, and she had to like put in time and like wait for it to be approved. Like this vacation time that she already earned and like she was telling me that and that just like blew my mind <laughs> completely <laughs> my mind yeah, yeah um, it's a it's a different it's a different way of life it's a different way of looking at things and <laughs> we're not like that if I put my time in I'm gone that was a courtesy that, that's the thing like I've never had a job that I've had to do that so like she's telling me these things I'm just like mother I would never work a job like that I promise you like that's just not happening for me personally yeah and like you shouldn't want that for me either like as a parent <laughs> you should want better for your you know you should yeah. just want better for the future generations yeah. and future generations I hope they don't they look at me and like my life and they're like what you were doing all that work no <laughs> I refuse I refuse I love it. I love it. Um, So tell me, how has your self-discovery journey impacted your relationships with others? Because of the path that I'm on, like, I honestly don't have the time that I did when I was younger, but I think that's just everyone in general. Like, as you get older, you just don't have the same amount of, like, mental bandwidth to, like, be emotionally there for certain people in, like, the same ways that you were as a kid or, like, the same ways that you were when you had no responsibilities or, you know, um, but because I'm on this path, like naturally people weave themselves out. Like if they can't handle being my friend and not seeing me every day of the week or like they, they'll just naturally fill out. It's not like a, Oh, I cut this person off. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, our passage is very separate and they just don't, they're not compatible anymore. The people that are around are also. So it's like, have you felt the depth of your relationships change since um, you started your journey? For sure. With people that are, with some of my friends that are on kind of the same path, we kind of have a lot more to speak about. And then we also have a lot more that we can give to each other because we are on like similar journeys. I think I accept that like, everyone's on their own specific journey. And it also is just like a real blessing to even like, I had a friend that I, middle school, elementary school, like second, third grade, we were friends up until college. And they were speaking about how um, they were a little hurt that like the friendship ended. And I was thinking about it like, wow, two humans on this like planet with billions of people got to connect for 15 plus years. And like, you're still wanting more, like, that just doesn't like, I don't know. I feel like the connections that you make with people, they aren't necessarily all meant to last their entire lifetime. And like, even if they just last like five years, two years, like you yeah. got from them what you were supposed to get from them, yeah. like mentally and like emotionally. So I don't look at relationships as a, you got distance and oh, this friendship was like ended or whatever. I just look at it. Okay. I had all this time with you and like, out of all the billions of people in the world, we connected for this long period of time. And there's so many people that don't have any connections in this world or like any like 
friendships. So it's like, just that I even can be friends with you for two years. That's like, what? I got to know you for two years. Like you got to know me for two years. Like that's a, I don't know. I kind of look at it like that now. Yeah. That's such a positive way to reframe transitions, you know, and and reframe because for a lot of people losing friendships is very traumatic and mm-hmm. so looking at it as, wow, I had this opportunity to love you and grow with you and, mm-hmm. and spend time with you and have fun with you for this amount of time. And mm-hmm. just the fact that we connected is a privilege. That's how I look at relationships, yeah. like intimate relationships as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the people in the world, we connected. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, statistically... <laughs> The odds are very slim that you connected and that you're on the same vibe and on the same wave. For so long. For so long. Yeah. 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 So um, why is self-discovery important to you as a Black woman? Um, Well, one, I feel like my ancestors were like forced to do things and like just the idea or like just the, the reality that I have right now where I can make all of my decisions and they are solely things that I think of and there's nothing forcing me to do anything. That alone kind of like gives me, I guess, motivation to try so much shit because it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, Black women, even just like a couple years ago, weren't allowed to make decisions on their own. And it's like, you know how many yeah. decisions we can make now? Yeah. Like, it's just a little different. And I look at it as a blessing and that like I was here, I'm here and I'm still here breathing in this matrix or reality or earth, whatever you believe in. (laughs) Um, Whatever this is. (laughs) So whatever it is. um, And the fact that I'm still here, it means like I still have a purpose that I haven't fulfilled yet. So I don't know. That's kind of what self-discovery is. Like I'm waking up every day and I'm like making decisions daily <laughs> yeah and understanding how they impact you and understanding mm-hmm. how you feel about them and taking the time to do the work of making decisions and processing at the same time yeah and actually thinking about the decisions that you make yeah mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite self-discovery practices I journal but like I feel like I journal in a non-traditional way but I do journal, <laughs> just not like in the free writing sense of journaling. How do you do it? How do you it's do it? It's more of like a, it's more of an accountability. I do it once a week and mm-hmm. it's an accountability type of journaling. So there are different levels, not levels, but so there's wins. So I write down everything for the week that I, in my mind, wanted to do that I actually did. Um, and I write what's not working for me. So like, if I'm snoozing my alarm too much or whatever, <laughs> I'll write it down. Um, what I can change is like right next to it. So like with what's not working, I just like figure out what I can change so I can move my phone out of the room or blah, 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 blah whatever. <laughs> um, and then like I have an internal check-in where it's um, mind and body. So that's like how my physical is feeling. So and my mental, but, you know, physical and mental. Um, I just check in with, like, whether I had a lot of energy that week or if I'm foggy mentally and, like, yeah. Um, 
I write about craft. So like right now my craft is my business and like things that I make for myself. So yeah, I either write down like certain things that I did, whether like I updated like a product um, site or I updated my SEO or whatever. Um, and there's playful. Um, so like oftentimes the playful section, it's I I do it with my little cousin because I even sometimes feel... I don't know. I still feel like guilt of being childish sometimes. So it's like, Mm. I, I excuse it by like doing the childish things with my little cousin. So it feels Mm. like, okay, um, you know, this is something you would normally do and I'm just doing this with you. (laughs) But yeah, like I usually write that down there. So like whether I like made Legos or like built Legos with him or something, I write that there. Or if I did my house, because I consider that playful as well. But Mm. yeah um an order so like I wiped down like the doorknobs in my house or like the light switches or I cleaned something like the table or some shit I would write it down there but yeah that's it and I just do that once a week and it's kind of like a check-in for like every aspect of my life that I care about yeah <laughs> but yeah that's how I that's how I do it and then like I go through them so like before I write the next week I go through like the last week's own and kind of see what I what has changed and like if I have really been taking in what I've been writing down (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I really like that I may steal that (laughs) it's great it's really cool yeah yeah I mean I feel like journaling I have a a self-discovery nugget on this season as well that talks about how I journal but I feel like journaling is very unique to people and Mm -hmm. there's not just one way to journal and so for a long time journaling was overwhelming to me yeah so I'm just supposed to sit down here and just write (laughs) like is there a prompt is there a rubric like (laughs) what is the goal here and so the way that you just described is very tangible I need the structure the researcher but that's what I need Uh I need that like structure or it doesn't work for me the last question I have for you is from the we're not really strangers card game I think you're familiar with this game you haven't Mm -hmm. yes I do love that game love that game I'm obsessed you know that um so this question (laughs) comes from that game and the question is what part of your life works and what part of your life hurts um okay what works is everything I guess I'm doing in this moment like physical things that I can make or like just things that I am in control over what hurts is when I'm like when I realize I'm like just not in control of shit Mm -hmm. so that hurts my feelings yeah but um (laughs) and you're probably getting hurt a lot right now (laughs) yeah yeah how are you coping with it um I've kind of accepted that that I'm here for a purpose and that I don't necessarily need to know the purpose. I just need to intuitively follow what I know to be correct. And that'll just lead me there. Yeah. Regardless of what's changing around you. Yeah. Like the outside world, it don't don't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Truly doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for being here today, Esther. Uh, how can the people keep up with you? Um, 
you can follow my business page at you have great taste on instagram um i also have a pretty cool food page it's really really cool promotes plant-based lifestyle um it's called exemplary lifestyle well thank you for being here today um we loved talking about your journey and hearing from you and all the things that you have going on thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of The Known Podcast Season 2. I hope you walked away from this episode feeling encouraged to either begin or to continue your journey to the destination we call known. If you enjoyed this episode, if you feel like you grew as a result, we'd love to hear about it. You can leave us a review on Apple Music or Spotify. Or if you want to connect with us directly, you can follow us on Instagram at The Known Podcast. You can follow me, your host, at the Mia Darling on Instagram as well. I'm so grateful that this amazing Black woman decided to share her story with us. And I hope that you are empowered and inspired to share your story too. Let's all keep sharing our stories as we walk this path to the destination we call known. See you next time.